Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuin, your host, and I'm excited to share biblical truths to help us glorify the Lord and live our faith. Today is episode 49. Does the Bible speak about inclusion, diversity, and unity? Yes, it does. The scripture talks about all of these things very clearly, and you might be surprised at what the Bible actually says. Stay tuned until the end, and I've got five observations for you. The Bible recognizes that we come from different ethnic and national backgrounds. It recognizes that we come from different political backgrounds. It recognizes that we come from different economic and social backgrounds as well. And the Bible actually recognizes that we come from a wide variety of backgrounds, that we have different beliefs, that we have different opinions about things, that we have different points of view about things. The Bible understands where we come from and the differences between us. In John 7, 37, Jesus said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And in John 6, 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus called fishermen to follow him. He called a tax collector to follow him. He healed the sick. He didn't reject the Samaritan woman who came to him, and the Jews of the day despised Samaritans. It was like bad blood between them. Jesus did not reject the woman caught in adultery. He didn't send away Mary Magdalene, who came to him with seven demons. Jesus heals people. He accepts people. He asks people to come and follow him. He doesn't reject them. Jesus calls to us, me, to you, to all of us. And when we come to him, we come from all kinds of diverse backgrounds. We come from different economic situations. We come from different cultural situations. We come from all kinds of different lifestyles. We come from all over the place. When we respond to Jesus and we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we try to follow him and be obedient, what happens is we end up with a healed relationship with God the Father. Our relationship with him is reconnected and we become the children of God. And that is incredibly powerful. We are given power over the sinful nature and we are given a new nature. Colossians 3, 9 through 15 is our passage for this week in this particular study. And in this passage, we're told by Paul to put off the old nature and to put on the new nature, almost like we were changing clothes. Take this off, get rid of it, put this on. And this is the new nature. And as we read this passage, listen to what he says about putting on the new nature and what it looks like to do that. 
Don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his doings and have put on the new man who is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of his creator. Where there can't be Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bondservant, free man, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, a heart of compassion, kindness, lowliness, humility, and perseverance, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. If any man has a complaint against any, even as Christ forgave you, so you also do. Above all these things, walk in love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Paul adds that there is neither male nor female in Galatians 3.28, and that's something that I think we should take into consideration in this passage, because Galatians 3.28 is kind of a parallel passage, and he adds that. So what we see there is that there isn't a distinction between believers, but all of us are in the body of Christ. Here are my five observations about inclusion and unity from these passages. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Number one, Christians don't find unity through sin or sinful behavior. We don't find unity in social distinction or political movement or political parties. We don't find unity in economic status or social positions or social movements. We find unity in Christ and Christ alone. Christians have a common goal of pleasing God and being transformed. We find inclusion and unity through being obedient to God and becoming the people that he has called and designed us to be. Only when we really figure out that we are in Christ and let him transform us and become the people that God wants us to be, do we really find our place, our purpose, our belonging. And that is something unique to believers. Number two, Christians can't really unify unless we reject the old man, take off the old nature and put on the new nature. We have to reject sin. We have to reject that sinful lifestyle and live in holiness and unity in the new man, in that purpose and that person that God has created us to be. That's where we find unity. Number three, when we accept Christ, we're all on the same level. There isn't one that's greater than the other. We're all children of God, and we all have to move forward and allow him to transform us. It's a level playing field, and that is an amazing aspect of being included in the body of Christ. Number four, the devil and the kingdom of darkness do everything they can to create division, strife, confusion. They want to cause people to be separated by economic status, by race, by religion, by culture, by this, by that, by social agendas, by everything. Because when the devil in the kingdom of darkness can cause divisions and strife and separate us 
That's how they get us to fight against each other, and it gives them a position of power and control. We need to reject that. In the body of Christ, we are all equal, and we should not allow the enemy, the devil, the kingdom of darkness, to create divisions among us. And number five, we need to put on the new nature. We need to put on that new person. We need to put on Christ and allow him to transform us. This is an active step that we need to take. It isn't going to happen just by saying, I'm a believer. It isn't going to happen just by going to church. It's an active thing that we do every day when we choose to follow the Lord and to put Jesus first in our lives. Verse 12 shows us what that looks like when it tells us to put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And verse 14 tells us to walk in love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Have you put on the new nature? Is that something that you're actively doing as a believer in Jesus? Have you found inclusion in the body of Christ? Have you found your place in the body of Christ so that you can serve the Lord and be all who he's called you to be and find the love, joy, and peace that he has for you? Let me know in the comments below. Our passage for next week is Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Only two verses next time, so tune in for that. Here's our question. How do we let the word of Christ dwell in us? I just pray that the Lord blesses you and keeps you and gives you a great week.